Good morning, everyone, and thank you for being here, and thank you to the media for coming today. We are especially proud to have this large group of advocates standing behind us, as well as the students that we are so very proud of that are able to be here with us today. My name is Linda Boyle. I am co-president of Racine Interfaith Coalition, and I'm here. She's also a board member of Racine Interfaith Coalition to open us today at this important time with a moment of prayer. Let us pray. Reconciling God, we call upon your spirit today to be present in the midst of these challenging times to open all of our hearts and minds to hear the hurt and disregard and hatred that has been experienced. Open up the lines of communication for leaders and these students and all our community to continue to let the students' voices be heard, to, be, to bring dignity in this amazing gift of diversity and to remember that there are cultures and faces and races and experiences that happen all around and among us that we can remember that your spirit can heal in the midst of divisions and keep us working together for peace and justice in our community so bring wisdom and courage and inspiration in these times that we can embrace change and stay on that kind of journey forward, that all voices can work together to bring that peace. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I would like to thank all of those here today as advocacy partners who are standing with us as we take a faithful stance for justice for the students who filed a complaint with us about discriminatory practices at Lutheran High School. And I'd like to invite Tammy Hayward forward to acknowledge the groups that are with us standing in strong solidarity together today. Good morning and welcome. The groups that we are aware of that are here are the NAACP, Forward Latino, LULAC, Racine Interfaith Coalition and the Rick Clergy, Axe Ministry, Better Mount Pleasant, Racine Women for Racial Justice, Interfaith Coalition of Milwaukee, the Anti-Defamation League, and BCDR, that's the Burlington Coalition for Dismantling Racism. There are perhaps some other groups here that I'm unaware of, but these are the ones we knew of as of last night. We certainly encourage other groups to get involved in this very important work. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy. Racine, as I speak for Racine Interfaith Coalition, we know that our one main theme that is addressed through the work of our various task forces, that is to end systemic racism. We were asked to come to hear a group of students and parents who came to Lutheran High School because of their religious beliefs and because they believed it would be a safe and welcoming place for them. For many of the young people, it has not been a welcoming place as they have felt belittled, discriminated against, and humiliated, and sometimes even unsafe. We are here to support the young people and their parents 
who feel that their voices have not been heard. We could not remain silent after hearing the unjust experiences of students that have been taking place for a long period of time, as has been reported. I can say that I am at this time so very proud of the students who have come forward and the differences they are making for so many. The Seen Interfaith Coalition is a nonpartisan, faith-based, nonprofit organization made up of 28 local organizations and churches in the Racine area who are united in our belief in the inherent values of every individual and we share obligation to create a fair, more equitable and just community. The issues we tackle and the projects we undertaken, have undertaken are driven by our vision and our mission and our faith traditions. This is a time when we must follow our vision and faith values to advocate for the inequities that have been reported to us. We stand in solidarity with all of these groups and others in the community, showing support as faith leaders to contribute to the health and well-being of the students at Lutheran High School through inclusion, justice, and compassion. We are here to act as advocates through the strength of our faith, it is important that we make a difference for the students who deserve to be treated with dignity. We must pray for them and their parents, as well as the staff and the administration at the school. But it is not enough to only pray or talk about our beliefs and what we know is happening, but we must also act. And why must we act? Because God has taught us to stand for what is right because all humanity bears God's image. All are worthy of human dignity, love, respect, honor, and protection. It is up to us to make sure the students are treated with those things that God demands. Thank you, and now I would like to introduce someone from the JCRC of the Milwaukee Jewish Federation, Kai. Good morning, my name is Kai Gartner Mishlove and I'm the director of the Jewish Community Relations Council of the Milwaukee Jewish Federation. And with me is Rabbi. I'm Rabbi Dina Feingold, I'm the rabbi at Beth Hillel Temple in Kenosha, and I'm here this morning rep representing the local Jewish community in the Racine, Kenosha area. We at the JCRC of the Milwaukee Jewish Federation condemn all expressions of hate, anti-Semitism, and racism. We are very concerned about any environments that polarize or do not promote harmony in our community. Bigotry must never be accepted. What has occurred here in this community is of deep concern to us. Educational institutions in our community should prepare our youth for effective civic engagement in the 21st century and beyond, which includes working alongside others with respect and dignity for a multicultural, multi-ethnic, and multi-religious society. At the JCRC, we value building bridges between communities. Part of our work involves educating our community and youth about how to counter hate and how to counter anti-Semitism via various programs, alliances, and partnerships. 
such as our listening library, Hours Against Hate, we recently passed a bill mandating Holocaust education and the education of other genocides. We look forward to the implementation of that in our community. We look forward to assisting in the building of bridges and building of, of uh, bringing resources for ways to educate how to counter hate and anti-Semitism, especially the ways in which it's been displayed here in the Racine Lutheran High School. Let us celebrate our differences and not promote an environment that disparages students due to their ethnicity, color, religion, or national origin. To quote the late Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, may we cherish our commonalities and feel enlarged by our differences. Thank you. And I would just like to build on some of the comments that have already been made. Uh, we already heard this morning that human beings are made in the image of God. And we have, in the Jewish community, just finished our, in our cycle of reading the very early chapters of Genesis in which we read that God created all human beings in the image of God. And yet so many times in society, we see that people are, hold them up, themselves up as superior and put others down as inferior. We have certainly experienced this throughout history way too many times in the Jewish community, uh, even as recently as recent times here in Racine where we've seen anti-Semitic graffiti on the synagogue here, and uh, as well as this was part of the incidents that happened at Lutheran High School. We know that uh, Jews are subjected to uh, being treated by others as lesser, and because of that, we Jews stand in solidarity with all groups of people who are denigrated, who are discriminated against, who are treated uh, with disrespect. And we applaud these students who are standing behind me right now, who are going to speak up and will continue to speak up for dignity and equal treatment and decency, as all of our religions require us to do. Love your neighbor as yourself is a fundamental teaching of all religions, in all societies, and it's just a principle of basic human decency. We call upon the leadership at Lutheran High School to follow this principle in their ability to deal with this issue in their school and to the community beyond. Because we know that just dealing with this problem at Lutheran High School is just a little piece of something much bigger in our society. And, this, and the steps that are taken there will matter it's not, our tradition teaches that it's not up to us to complete the work, but neither are we free to desist from it. So we can't solve the entire problem of systemic racism by dealing with this issue at Lutheran High School, but we can take a step and we begin and we support the efforts of those who are working in that direction. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rabbi Feingold and Kai and the Federation that they represent. Now I would like to introduce Dwight Mosby, President of the NAACP Racine Branch. We know that children of all colors have been affected by what is taking place at Lincoln at Lutheran High School. So please welcome right now Dwight Mosby, President of NAACP, the Racine Branch. Thank you, Linda, Ms. Boyle. I am surprised 
and shocked by what I've been told about Racine Lutheran High School, or some of the things that have happened, allegedly happened, at the high school. When it was brought to my attention, I immediately asked, what can we do? How can we help you? The parents and the teachers who have come to us. And it has been suggested that we initiate, or assist in initiating a sensitivity training program. And I said, that sounds good. However, what about the students who have been subjected to this, these racial treatment over the three or four years that they have been there? What do we do about that? That was, there was no real answer other than the training should be a start in ridding us of this sickness at the school. Not only the students, but the, some of the teachers and the administration. The NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, is the oldest, boldest, and baddest civil rights organization in this country, 112 years old. We will help if you ask for the help. We will do whatever's necessary to rid our community of these acts of discrimination toward our children who are in their formative stages, learning a system that is causing scars, mental scars, that will affect them for the rest of their lives. And if we don't do anything about it, then they will be affected, not only today, but in years to come. We are prepared to help in whatever way we can and however you'd like to move. I welcome the opportunity to speak to the press as well as the parents and teachers, and we are at your beck and call. Please don't hesitate to call us again. Thank you. Thank you, Dwight. We are so very fortunate to have a strong chapter of the NAACP here in Racine that has joined us in this particular piece of work. Now I'd like to introduce Jose Palacios. He's a state director of LULAC of Wisconsin and someone that I have worked with for many years around the causes of Latinos. So now I would like to introduce Jose. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jose Rinaldo Palacios, 
and I am the current State Director for the League of United Latin American Citizens, or LULEC Wisconsin, which is part of one of the largest and oldest civil rights organizations in the United States for Latinos. We have long advocated for safe learning environments for our children. And I am here at the request of some parents and students who attend Racine Lutheran High School. As a community leader in Racine and Wisconsin, I'm here to advocate for these young people. I'm a former teacher, and I understand the importance of a safe environment at school. I also understand the importance of honest and consistent communication with parents. So it was surprising after a discussion with parents <clears throat> and students that it is our understanding that the students do not really have someone at school that they feel confident enough to trust and approach to talk to about things they are concerned about at school. It was also our understanding that there were requests for communication with students without parents being present. And this has also been an issue. These families need to feel that Racine Lutheran High is a safe and effective environment for all students, and especially for students of color. The administration and staff needs to understand that parents are not intimidating, but rather willing to help create a comfortable, safe school environment for their child. Therefore, there needs to be an education of the staff in understanding the cultural lines of what's appropriate and what's not with regards to students of color. The issue here is not just one incident, but a series of incidences that have occurred over the years that haven't received appropriate attention and resolution, resulting in consistent positive changes to create a safe learning environment. These experiences are not what a student or a parent want to recall later in years when they reflect back about their time at Racine Lutheran High. There needs to be a strong leadership that is willing to take quick action that is fair for all students and a leadership that brings everyone together at an important time when there is so much divisiveness. We hope that the school, staff, and administration work together towards an honest, positive, an effective solution with inclusive communication and active Christian values and fairness to help students and parents feel like they are part of the school and treated with dignity and respect, not just there for their importance of sports or voucher funding. Hoy es el tiempo para unir y proteger nuestros niños. Gracias. Thank you, Jose. We echo your words. Now I would like to introduce Daryl Morin. He is the national president of Forward Latino, and we are so very fortunate to have had him come to our area to help us with moving forward for the fairness of the children at Lutheran High School. Daryl? Thank you so much for that introduction, Linda. Estoy muy triste hoy para estar aquí con ustedes hablando de las cosas que están pasando aquí en Racine Lutheran High School. It's a sad day for me today to have to come and talk to you about the documented incidents and acts of hate that are happening 
and have happened at Racine Lutheran High School here in Racine, Wisconsin. Uh, first, let me just say that there's been an effort by some to intimidate and persecute and demonize the students who have come forward. Let me tell you that these students are exceptional and they represent everything that Lutheran tradition and gospel and values represent. I was so proud when I walked into the school with my good friend, State Director Palacios, the other day to walk in to see students of all colors, brown, black, and white, demand to be heard by the school's administration, united in saying this is wrong and we'll be silent no more. Now I ask you to be patient with me as we share just some of the incidents that we've discovered over the last seven days of things that have been happening. Now initially we were contacted by parents and students requesting assistance after an incident occurred at a homecoming event last week in which students who are encouraged to make t-shirts to sow their school pride, etc., showed up wearing Trump wall t-shirts and in the photo, making gang signs at a Hispanic student who took the photo and making very unacceptable remarks. Now, for those of you who may not follow these types of issues, let me share the significance of this. Throughout the nation, we've continued to see, and it's happened here in Wisconsin and numerous schools as well, we've seen predominantly Latino football players walk onto the football field to chance of build the wall, build the wall. We've seen around the country, predominantly Latino basketball teams walk onto the court to hear that chanting and to have tortillas flung at them. We've had individuals, even here in Wisconsin, beaten for no other reason than their predominant Latino features or Spanish surnames. And what did they say? the people doing this? When are we going to build that darn wall? Or something of the like, repeatedly over and over again. So just to provide context as to what this means to so many Latinos across the country. To the school's credit, they were instructed to cover them up, etc., and which they did for a short period of time. But just seeing this, we knew we had to come down here because typically when we see that, there are underlying issues that exist. So after repeated attempts, we finally got a meeting with school leadership. And State Director Palacios and I went to meet with him. And he shared his shock and awe with what he had learned. He said, since, since I received your email and your request for this meeting, I've brought together students of color. And it's only now that I'm learning of the events and the dehuman, uh, dehumanizing things that are happening at the school, I had no idea, I'm shocked. We talked about the photo and what it meant, et cetera, and I asked him if he'd ever seen it before, and he said no, and he asked to see it. So we went through a series of things and, and items that we recommend and have partnerships with and expertise in to help the school overcome this challenge. Seeking to work collaboratively, right, together, and uh, we left that meeting thinking that we had a partner. And shortly thereafter, State Director Palacios and I realized and were told 
and shown proof that a number of the statements we had heard were falsehoods in an attempt to cover up how long these things have been happening, when they knew, what they knew, and when they knew it. And as we continued to meet with parents and students, more and more came out getting questions, is this acceptable for a teacher to walk up and do this to me? Because it's been happening for years. Things that are, cannot be considered acceptable anywhere else. Comments made, humiliation being targeted at people because they are individuals of color, et cetera. So it was then when we, you know, we knew that here we come, we came forward in the spirit of collaboration, that that wouldn't, that, that wasn't gonna be possible. They had lost that trust, right, that, that we were trying to establish with them. We then learned of, a, of an individual associated with the school who'd been texting with students on a private account. Um, insinuating that individuals should not come forward and report what they were seeing and what was happening. And actually making a veiled threat against one student that he knew was providing information. I'm going to show you an image now of that text that I received from multiple sources. Okay. And we'll walk through the conversation together. Once again, all these images are available online uh, on our website, studentsfordignity.org, using the number four. So in this line right here, the individual saying, what is, and there is a student's name there saying, and the response, nothing. Nobody is. Someone said that he was gone was the response from this individual associated with the school. You gotta remember that this is the biggest moment in, and we've redacted the student's name, and he's just trying to do this to um, the absolute most, and all he wants is clout. And the student replies, I just, and he says FRL, which typically stands for for real just told everyone how I feel. And the response was, I can't wait to catch his in traffic. Okay. Now that wouldn't make sense to most people. What does that mean? I can't wait to catch his in traffic. Well, the reason that is pertinent here is this individual is also a member of law enforcement and there's an active investigation going on by the police department against that individual who's currently affiliated with the school. And as we continued to talk with the students and the parents and learn more and more about what's happened, about how they've gone to school leadership, asking for action and failing to see it, as we've seen it documented through emails, et cetera, Yesterday, we received another image, once again from multiple sources, of something that had been etched into uh, a boy's bathroom uh, stall door there at Racine Lutheran High School. We've redacted the word on top as it is incredibly offensive, and, but we can show members of the media the actual photo, right? It's an incredibly insensitive and derogatory term towards our black brothers and sisters. And below it, a swastika. 
there can be no doubt of the challenges that are there at the school. But I can also say, without question, there is incredible potential and beauty there. And I know that because of the people you see standing behind me. I could not have handpicked a better group of individuals to advocate for and on, on their behalf. These are individuals of high character, of faith who believe in the importance of the gospel and have been suffering for years now under the bombardment of, of discriminatory actions, dehumanizing actions, et cetera, that have helped there, that have happened there. So we as a coalition, uh, or as a group of organizations, just assisting the students and the parents, honestly, in this endeavor, have created the Students for Dignity Coalition, because this all comes back at the end of the day to faith, to human dignity that's endowed upon each one of us at the moment of creation. And it's particularly shocking that that dignity has been stolen and attacked by individuals at an institution of faith. So with that being said, we put together an action plan to defend dignity that are in keeping with best practices at high-performing educational institutions across the country that doesn't benefit one set of students over another and that this institution will have to embrace if it wishes to move forward and live up to its mission and its goals and ideals. So to share that, I welcome uh, Linda Boyle back up, uh, Dwight Mosby, and Jose Ray Palacios. The first uh, four were developed with students, parents, and all of the collaboration groups, but those are more long-term. So we actually asked the students to put together a list of short-term items they wanted to see right away, and I think you will be as impressed with them as I was. So. This impressive list that the students put together is so very well thought out and accurate for the situation at hand. Again, so proud of this wonderful group. Number one, rules and disciplines should be consistent and unbiased. Currently, rules are not enforced with fairness or consistency. Number two, Establishment of a Parent Advisory Appeal Board. The purpose of this board would be to review disciplinary actions imposed on students and that wish to appeal the action. The board should consist of a diverse group of parents and will only be called upon it by the request of the student who is being disciplined. Number three, a rule prohibiting display or discussion of political voices, views, opinion, or statements. This rule should state that no political statements can be displayed on any clothing or merchandise during school hours or while on school property. Political talk topics should not be discussed during school hours or while on school property. Number four, this is a big problem where there has been harassment. Negative lunch account balances should be discussed only with parents. 
students should not be questioned or harassed about their accounts balance or demand and have food removed from them in front of other students. And this has taken place a number of times. That's why that has been placed in their request. Number five, celebration of nationally recognized months of the year. For instance, right now it is Hispanic Heritage Month from September 15th through October 15th. The students are recognizing that students be provided with the space to be able to decorate and display information and photos regarding Hispanic Heritage Month at this time. This should be discussed and approved, approved rather quickly as there are only a certain number of days remaining in this particular time frame. Other examples are Black History Month in February and Women's History Month in March. So this concludes their demands and their asks at this time. The list is something that should be in place anyway within a school and that they have to step forward as youth and produce this list is part of the problem. And now I'll turn it over to Jose, who is going to talk about some longer term uh, initiatives that we are asking. Thank you, Amanda. When we first met with uh, the principal of Lutheran High, we had offered um, assistance in trying to change the situation and help alleviate some of the concerns that the students had. Um, afterwards, we met with parents and students, and they were in agreement with the long-term initiatives that we suggested and that they also contributed to. The long-term initiatives that must be implemented at the school are, were formed, as I, as I said, by the students, parents and supporting organizations. First one is to implement an anti-bias awareness program with faculty and staff to be followed by anti-bias awareness program with students. The second, to integrate multicultural awareness programs into the school curriculum. The third, to create an equity policy with input of parents and students. And then fourth, to create and implement a plan for greater diversity among the administration and staff and employees at the school. And those are the four. Thank you. We would really uh, like to thank everyone that is here today. We'd like to thank the media for being here. We especially would like to thank first the advocates that are standing here with us as we move forward with possible needs for the students at Lutheran High School. We will keep you posted at what, uh, about what we hear from the Synod and from the school. We are not going to be silent until we have a chance for the students to be heard and the parents to be heard as we move forward.